Sing Second Sports is a ProVision Advisors production. Let us solve your toughest communication problems and leave your team stronger and more capable for the challenges that lie ahead. Visit www.provisionadvisors.net to learn more. Hey, hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard another great episode of the Sing Second Sports Podcast. I am John Schofield. Joining me is Bill Wagner and Chris Cervello is our producer. This is a very special episode of Sing Second Sports in that we are singing second with the 11th place finisher of this past weekend's Daytona 500, local Anne Arundel County legend, Travis Pastrana. In addition to jumping out of airplanes and doing Nitro Circus and doing pretty well in the truck series, he was in position as the final lap was coming around uh, to even win the Daytona 500, as ridiculous as that sounds. Chris Cervello and friend of the pod, Nate Connor, were on hand in Daytona wearing their jean shorts, some glow sticks, possibly, um, you know, all sorts of country music being played. They had a firsthand knowledge and eyewitness account of Travis's awesomeness. Many, many thanks to Bill Wagner for setting this up with Travis. Bill has worked with Travis for years and years. So, ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, here is our interview with Travis Pastrana about Daytona, about everything that the Naval Academy meant to him as he was growing up and kind of honing his skills as an elite uh, athlete and daredevil, and what's next on the horizon for him here, ladies and gentlemen, is Travis Pastrana. Well, first of all, Thank you for coming on the pod. I know your schedule is busy. You just finished 11th in the great American race. But uh, yeah, let me just ask you, first and foremost, you come from a great family of athletes. You've had cousins play ice hockey at the Naval Academy. You know, we've mentioned Alan Pastrana, your uncle, several times. What has the Naval Academy meant to you as you've grown up in this area, um, the idea of it? Um, you know, as not only a place for athletics, but a place that kind of marks the stamp of Anne Arundel County. Oh man, the Naval Academy helped me so much, especially with my uncle, Alan, um, you know, who was lacrosse and obviously, well, not obviously, but he was football, uh, played for university of Maryland, Denver Broncos. Um, my cousin, Greg, who was my roommate, uh, you know, when I was 19, 20, 21, he was, uh, you know, university of Maryland football as well. Um, but the Naval Academy specifically introduced me to foam pits. Um, I probably shouldn't have been there, but the whole gymnastics area and learning flips and spins into, into that, uh, things on, uh, helped me get in there and just therapy and, um, the, uh, you know, just the, the kind of the ropes course or whatever you have out back that, you know, they ended up taking down. I don't think again, we were supposed to be on any of this stuff, but the, the Naval Academy, uh, helped me to get as physically active as possible. I was a Navy junior wrestler. Um, I only did one, uh, match. And uh, we went for double leg takedowns at the same time. And the other guy was knocked out because I'm super hard headed. Um, and I was able to get the pin, even though I was was not a very good wrestler at all. So I'm 1-0 in wrestling. Chris? So, Travis, I had the opportunity to um, 
visit Daytona on Sunday, took my family. Um, in addition to being there, when we found out that you made, um, you know, you and Jimmy Johnson were the two add-ons. I mean, it was particularly special. Uh, one, because we've followed you for so long. Two, because you were racing for Black Rifle Coffee, which is a sort of a staple in, in our house, but also has a deep connection to the to the military. Talk, can you talk a little bit about what that meant for you, both in terms of all of the amazing things that you've done, um, you know, in motorsports and then kind of what that experience was like? You know, 11th is hardly ever the goal, but just qualifying for the great American race was truly something special. And to, to only have four spots available. And I mean, you got the guy, Connor Daly had the fastest time ever recorded the Indy 500. Uh, you've got Jimmy Johnson, seven-time NASCAR champion. You've got, you know, uh, the truck series uh, champion. And to only take two in a sport that was, yeah, I did NASCAR about 10 years ago. I'm not great at rear-wheel drive or pavement. Um, thanks to doing some Gymkhana, especially through Annapolis, uh, able to learn how to slide cars a little bit more. But all-wheel drive is kind of like dirt bikes. One in doubt, throttle out. So I'm completely out of my element. Um, and I went to the guys at Black Rifle and, uh, you know, they have always done so much to really just help the community. And they knew my dad was Marine and, um, you know, we always did our best to, or he always did his best, I guess, to try to get um, anyone from Walter Reed out every year. And he did a, a dinner or whatever we could. And we started doing stuff at Pastrana Land, um, you know, with uh, you know, Trucking for Troops and a bunch of the other kind of organizations around here and around the, the Naval Academy. And they found out about this. And that's honestly how we started working with Black Rifle. Uh, really organically they just kind of came in they're like oh well let's add i mean last year they added a band we had tim montana playing um we had people from everyone from uh naval academy students all the way up through uh you know veterans that were, were injured from from walter reed all the way to um you know active duty and then a, a couple of uh you know older vets um, it was really a, a cool experience where every day we took everyone for for rides on can-ams and and stuff like that but anyway the black rifle community um you know they just wanted to be a part of stuff. He said, look, we're not going to sponsor you for the Daytona 500, but if you go down there and we're a part of speed week and we, you know, get some, uh, from some first responders out and we really make some people's days and we give away, um, some raffles where we, we get some veterans out there and even some active duty guys who come out and, and we can just have a good time. And it's not asking a lot. It's awesome time for me to be able to kind of share these experiences. Um, and there, they don't really pat themselves on the back much. They just like to help. They like to have fun and I like to have fun with good people. And it's been really cool that the military community, you, the guys and girls really think very similarly uh, to the, the action sports community. Although, you know, no one in the action sports is, is actively trying to, uh, to hurt us. Although in Daytona, I felt like everyone was actively trying to get me out of the pack because they didn't trust me. So it was, uh, it was the closest I'll ever get to it, to experiencing what uh, you guys and girls experience all the time. I'm going to ask one more and then I'll throw it to Wags. So, uh, and this is where I geek out a little bit. So bear with me. The race goes to overtime. You're going to get a, a green, white checker. I think you were in 10th spot at, at, at that point. I mean, you had taken tires, like you're, you're in a decent spot. What, what are you thinking or, or does it change at all for you? Is it just the same approach no matter where you were in the race? So, you know, it's funny. I had my, uh, my cousins, uh, special Greg, we call him from, uh, from nitro circus, but Greg Powell. And, um, he, he was one of my pit crew and I was like, Greg, don't, don't get disappointed, man. We're, we're going to be right around 40th. We're going to be in the back of the pack. And I'm like, at the end, we'll, we'll, we'll try to do the best we can, but I, you know, these guys are, they're amazing drivers. 
and uh, we had a good car, had good pit stops. Um, and somehow we were running 10th with a green white checkered. Both of my teammates were right in front of me. It was the exact scenario that, uh, you know, basically Denny Hamlin had brought me on and every other team was like, yeah, yeah, sure. Bring your money. We'll, we'll help you try to qualify. You're not going to make it. And Denny was like, you're going to be in the mix. We're going to get you a good car. We're going to give you, a I had 193 pages on drafting diagnostics, basically. I mean, this, this, it was intense all the way through. And he goes, you're going to be there and you're going to push either me or Tyler Reddick um, or the 23 of Bubba Wallace across that finish line at first. And as we lined up, my job was to connect on Bubba's rear, basically on his bumper. And I missed it. And um, it was really disappointing. But then all of a sudden, Bubba drops back, gets me a chance to get up there. And Kyle Bush, two-time cup champion, jumps in in front of Bubba, sees how it's going up front. And I was like, holy crap, they believe in me. They are literally dropping back to get a three-car run down the back straightaway. They left Logano hanging, uh, the, the current you know cup champion up front with no help because they're back backing up to me. And you got uh, last year's cup champion, um, Kyle Larson, they, they just went around them and all of a sudden I'm like, yeah, we're in, you know, sixth, seventh, eighth, but we've got to run. We've got to run. We're going to go down the back straightaway. I can get to my teammates bumper. We are going to go. And my teammates probably going to break away from Kyle in the back straightaway. I'm going to push my teammate to the wind. We're going to be second, third or fourth. And all of a sudden I got a slight bump from one other driver and I could not hang on. I was not a good enough driver to really be in the situation that I was in. And I will, I never thought if you told me I, I got 11th that I would be disappointed, but I ended up taking out both of my teammates. I didn't, it wasn't my fault <laughs> for one, uh, but I wasn't able to hold on when I got bumped in the corner. Um, the car was just a little bit loose on the top, which means the back end comes around really easily. And I was so focused on getting to the bumper. I did not see that there was a car right behind me taking the air off. And I just, turned a little too hard. And, and by the time I corrected it, I was into Larson. So sorry for that very long winded explanation of, yes, I crashed on the last lap, but Holy crap, we had a chance to really be up front and then do something. And I shouldn't have been there to start with. So this was great. <laughs> well, I'm, well, I was going to ask you, I mean, uh, so you committed one rookie move. You sped on uh pit row, right? You get penalized. Well, actually I, so I didn't speed. I came in and I stalled it on the exit. So I hit the, the starter, dumped the clutch, and went through uh, three pit stalls forward because there was no one there. So I actually just didn't know the rules well enough. You can go through three pit stalls on the way in and only two on the way out. So although I didn't speed, I, um, I, I definitely made a huge rookie mistake. I was like, what? There's three pit stalls. They're <laughs> like, nope, three on the way in, two on the way out. So something that I definitely should have known. So then you had to come. They, the penalty for that is you have to come back through pit row after the next lap. So that's what puts you a lap down. That's what put me a lap down. But then there was a couple crashes back to back, which I probably would have been in. So honestly, my dad always says, there's no one that messes up in reverse more than you do. I mean, I was going, I'm following all the Toyotas and they just dived down. And my spotter goes, pit this lap, pit this lap. And I'm like, there's, yeah, there's no way at a 200 miles an hour, I'm going to just turn hard left. And then I'm like, I'm going to clean them all out. So I kept going straight and I'm by myself. And I was thinking, I'm like, I went to my spotter. I said, did I just lead a lap of the Daytona 500? I mean, it's not really leading a lap because obviously I'm by myself, no draft. And I just went too long on the pit strategy, but I had enough gas to get there. And uh, yeah, forever in the record books, I will have led a lap at the Daytona 500. I went a lap down because I messed up. 
But then everybody crashed out. We got back on the lead lap. I was in a great position. So again, my dad always says there's nobody that messes up more in reverse. And man, it was the luckiest race until it wasn't. I thought, really thought we had a shot there at the end. And um, it, it's amazing because you don't think of car racing as an athletic sport at all. My heart rate, my high was 182. Um, when you're running in the pack, it was about 165 to 175. Um, so that's for five hours. I got out. I was, I was almost delusional. It was, uh, it was pretty amazing. Just sitting in a sauna and uh, like pretty much doing math, uh, math class for, for five hours. Wild. So you were kicking yourself for crashing out, but you're not the only one. I mean, there was multiple crashes when they're running that close together. It's bumper to bumper, literally. And they're, everybody's trying to win the Daytona 500. That's why there was multiple crashes at the end because people are jockeying for position. But was that something you learned that when you're up there with the lead pack running bumper to bumper, it is very difficult to control your car? The more cars you put side by side, so I'll take it back to the basic physics. If you're by yourself and you have three degrees of y'all, which means you're sliding, just starting to slide, and you're like, oh boy, you have 850 pounds of side force on that car. So imagine doing a bench press and you're like on the edge of sliding and someone, you know, is giving you, you know, a, basically 10 pounds of help. And all of a sudden, when you're just about to get it to where you need to get it to, to put it back on the rack, someone just lets go. That 10 pounds is gone. And it's before you know it, you're just, you're done. Um, that's kind of the best way I can, I can relate it because when a car is beside you, you have sometimes negative side, side force. So as hard as it is controlled by yourself, when you have downforce on the front, downforce on the back and side force, when you start sliding, you have negative side force because they're actually sucking the wind out from the side. Um, it's one of the most difficult things to explain to anyone that's not out there because you're already sliding the car, all four wheel drifts. It looks like it's going straight. It is not going straight. It is everything you can do to keep that thing going the direction you want. And when someone's beside you or someone's behind you, you can't see anything, but when they're there, it takes everything away and it's instantaneously gone. A very quick set of announcements from our friends at the Naval Academy Athletic Association. Navy men's lacrosse tickets are on sale now. Join us at Navy Marine Corps Memorial Stadium all spring long as the men's lacrosse team plays host to five more exciting home games, including matchups with Army and Johns Hopkins. For tickets, call 1-800-US-4-NAVY or visit NavySports.com. And finally, Navy men's basketball returns to Alumni Hall for one more home game this regular season on Saturday, February 25th, as they take on Colgate at 4 p.m. Don't miss out as the two top teams in the conference square off. For tickets, call 1-800-US-4-NAVY or visit NavySports.com. Now back to our interview with Travis Pastrana. So you qualified for Daytona on speed on the first night. Didn't have to try to worry about doing it in the duels. You finished 13th in the truck series on Friday night. You finished an amazing 11th in the Daytona 500 running on the last lap, which is what you said from the outset you wanted to do. Did you get everything? Top, top 20 in the, in the car in the Daytona 500 was I, I thought that was unattainable and to get 11th was, was awesome. The truck series is cool. Dude, so those trucks, they are the biggest POSs you've ever imagined, but like with 800 horsepower. 
So imagine you got a bunch of rookies, a bunch of guys like me, a bunch of young kids out there, and everyone's bumping and banging. And these things, it's like my dad's old uh, old Dodge, man. If you're just driving it straight down the road, um, you know, you got a lot of play in the steering wheel and it just keeps going straight. That's how these things were. And they had so much air that it was just going back and forth. I, it was so hard to keep straight. But yet when they slid, it felt like dirt. Like they just, um, you, you could control the slide really well. Where the cup cars felt planted. They felt like such a race car. And when I got hit, I was or bumped. He didn't nudge you. He didn't bump you. He rubbed you, Cole. And rubbing is racing. Uh, I just wasn't <laughs> able to control it. So. Well, I was just, my question I was asking, did you get everything out of this Daytona 500 speed week experience that you wanted? Everything and more. I won. Um, so when I first went down, everyone's like, oh my gosh, why is this, this guy, he's going to, he's just going to destroy everything. He's going to crash out. He's not going to make it. He's not going to qualify. He's wasting his money. He's wasting black rifles money. Um, you know, they could be spending it on so much better stuff. Um, the dirt track. Oh my gosh. Like he's going to get absolutely crushed. And I went down there and it was a learning experience the first day, but I ended up winning one of the nights. I mean, this is, so the dirt car nationals the whole week before it's grassroots motorsport, but all the cars are almost identical. Um, so there's no, you know, it's not like, Oh, he had a better vehicle or this or that. We went into there, um, you know, just hoping to qualify for the top 30 people at the end. There's 110 cars for modifieds. Um, you know, you have three guys that race the, um, raced out in, out in California, um, for the cup race that flew the red eye back to race these things. And we ended up winning a night there and we took that whole dirt crowd and just made them all like, just, they weren't disappointed. They were super pumped that I was there. And all of those, the, the dirt car crowd came over to watch me, um, on the pavement. We went in the pavement and were able to, uh, to do well. We didn't crash much <laughs> until the end and everyone, like you said, was bumping and, and grinding. So I think, uh, all in all, this was a huge success. So Travis, before we let you go, you know, I've, I've sat in the movie theater at the Annapolis mall when Nitro Circus came out. <laughs> I've, I've watched online as you've jumped out of an airplane without a parachute to drink a Red Bull. I was at the fleet reserve club as you jumped over the water in Annapolis, you know, before Wags takes us out with his last question, I just have to ask what is next? You know, the finishing 11th in the Daytona 500 is absolutely incredible. But knowing you the way that I think I know you, I know that that's only the beginning. You know, walk our listeners through what's next for you and what, what the next challenge might be. Well, we finally have an opportunity to build a race car track, a rally cross track the way that I wanted to. We were you know, really looking forward to doing it in Sudlersville um, to be close to Annapolis, to be close to, to home and family, um, but found a place in Oklahoma um, at Mid-America Outdoors and it's above and beyond anything that I could ever dream. So going to really change hats a little bit from being that full-time racer. We're, we're stepping back a little bit from rally, uh, stepping back a little bit from boat racing. Uh, my good friend, Britt Lilly, who's also from Annapolis, uh, his dad, Art, who is an absolute legend. Um, you know, he's going to get a chance to drive uh, the boat. We won the world championship uh, in this year. And I think that's going to be absolutely just an amazing experience. Uh, hopefully for all of us, hopefully I'll step back in for a race or two. Um, but my main goal is to get Nitro Rallycross off the ground and to be able to spend more time. And a lot of the reason we did Daytona 500 this year was this is the most driving I've ever had. I was I raced every single weekend, uh, three different countries and three different weekends coming into the Daytona 500 and Speed Weeks. Um, I, I want to be a, a more present father and a more present husband and uh, to be around town a little bit more and 
um, to just, you know, hang out with my dad, maybe go on a Harley ride sometime instead of just always being on the road. So, um, you know, this is a good opportunity for me to, not, this isn't retiring, but this is me taking a step back in, in a small way, at least from, uh, from racing. I love it. Go ahead. Wag. Well, Travis, and we'll let you go because we've taken up too much of your valuable time, but just a couple quick things. I know that you have stated that you are not going to pursue NASCAR cup racing, that Daytona 500 was a one and done as far as NASCAR cup, but you do have some commitments on the truck series, right? You are going to be doing a couple other truck series events. Um, I just basically at the end of the day, the truck series is a lot of fun. Like I said, they don't handle very well. Everyone's got the same equipment. You bounce around. Even 13th was just an amazing experience. <laughs> like I, I am not, I don't have the skill set um, to be a NASCAR Cup champion, um, but it's still fun. So, having said that, yes, if uh, if Nice Motorsports, Al Nice, uh, Vietnam veteran, um, you know, he was a Marine. Uh, he's always been uh, been looking after boot the boot campaign. I think is a, is a really great uh, um, great you know charity foundation, and uh, with uh, with Black Rifle, uh, they've always been on board with him. And if he says, "Hey, a truck's available this weekend," you know. I don't mind top 20 is, is not where I want to be as a career, but still trying to get top 20, uh, in a truck race is a lot of fun. So I won't say I will never do a truck race again. Um, because I, I just love those people and the, the whole group that, that runs there. And, um, like I said, with the, the military background, it's just, it's just really fun how they do it and to bring some people along, uh, with us that are you know first responders and, um, you know, wounded vets and everything it's it's a really cool experience just to, to be there at the nascar race so um not where my future is but definitely something that i'm not saying i won't do and last for me i don't know if robert told you your father robert but i had a predictions for 2023 column that came out right around new year's and i predicted that you would jump over the state circle church you go from ride your rally car up main street go off the ramp go over the church and land on West Street. Now, I don't know if you could pull that off, but I think another good trick is... I, I think it's a little bit of an angle. You'd have to have like a wall ride over top of the... Uh, <laughs> when they were, Maybe they do construction on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other one I was thinking when you were talking at the top about the Naval Academy, could you imagine taking the rally car around the perimeter of the Naval Academy? You know that road that runs oh, all... Oh, I the know. <laughs> <laughs> no, in all seriousness, is there another stunt you might bring to Annapolis sometime in the future? There was one that we uh, we wanted to do for the original Gymkhana that uh, I'd still really love to say. It ends up um, on in the Navy, uh, the Navy area, uh, all the fields out there. Um, but we, we didn't get permission from the Coast Guard. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens with that. But no, at the end of the day, I'd be interesting to see with uh, with the passing of Ken Block where the Gymkhana series goes. I know his goal was always to to keep me in the seat until Leah, his daughter, who's 16 now, um, wanted to, to kind of take over the franchise. And I believe she's real close to, uh, to that. She's already finished top 10 in the, the U S championship and in, in rally. Um, she's a phenomenal driver. And, and I, I talked to Lucy a little bit, Ken's wife, and I'd like to do one more really big Jim Connor. Um, I don't know if it would be in Annapolis. I don't know if we get to do that stunt, but, uh, Hopefully we can uh, do something to give uh, give Ken the the send off that that he deserves and uh, to pass that on to uh, to his daughter. Well, whether it happens in Annapolis or not, Travis, we are uh, we are your biggest fans. We appreciate you coming on. Congratulations again on all of your success, and we wish you 
all the luck in the world uh, as you venture into the next step out there in Oklahoma. Um, we can't wait to have you on again to uh, to catch us up. But for, sincerely, from from us to you, good luck. Thank you for being on. Truly appreciate you guys having me. I'll be uh, be in hopefully one time to do this in person uh, with some of those uh, amazing athletes there in, in the Naval Academy. All right, folks. Awesome conversation with Travis. If you haven't figured it out already, I think Chris Cervello already has the 11 by 14 of Travis framed and in his office. Um, absolutely awesome conversation. What a down to earth uh, and, and inspiring athlete. The, the, the motivation and the excitement and the charisma that Travis has comes through the Zoom connection uh, and I think will be there for years and years to come. We wish him all the best uh, as he ventures out into those endeavors and hats off to him, dude. Like, you know, he, he wants to be a dad. He wants to be a husband. He wants to kind of calm it down while still living that life and he's doing it. Um, so thanks to him for coming on the podcast. Tune in tomorrow, back-to-back -back pods, as we bring you our baseball preview with Paul Costacopoulos. We also have our boxing preview with Jim McNally. I explained to him why I could go 12 rounds and probably beat him and his son at the same time, but no big deal. Uh, and we'll talk about basketball reaching the home stretch and a really, really good result for Navy Wrestling getting the star. So we'll see you on the next episode of Sing Second Sports. We are out. Thoughts and opinions expressed on this pod are our own and don't represent the views of the Naval Academy Athletic Association, the United States Naval Academy, or any organization for that matter. Play-by-play -play calls from the Navy Radio Network are used in the opening of the show and from time to time will be part of podcast segments.